It's time to catalog minor catastrophes, tell our real life terrors, and manifest some mayhem. That's right. Let's crack open the anxiety encyclopedia. I'm Catherine McNally. I'm Lorian McGill. And today we're going to do something a little special because we're going to do a two for one. And this is two weird ways that water can kill you. Oh, hell yeah. So are we going to talk about people chugging water? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, we are. One time. Tell me. One time. <laughs> after, you know, some drinking the night before, um, the next day, my friends and I were, we had to Google like how much, because we're trying to rehydrate, you know, so like how much water will kill you and we could not figure it out. So I'm really excited to learn this. Well, as with many things, there's not sometimes you can't find one person giving you one perfect answer, but we have some guidelines we'll talk okay, through. Perfect. The first one actually that we're going to talk about though is dry drowning or secondary oh, drowning. God. So I was, the reason I even did this is because the other day my dad was like, remember how afraid you were of dry drowning when you were a kid? You should talk about that. You were so worried about that. And he's right. I was kind of obsessed. Uh, how, have, what is like the age range of this fear? Oh gosh, I don't even know. Because Were you teeny tiny or was this like was I teeny tiny? No, I don't know. Probably upper elementary, middle school. But then even I was really worried about my younger siblings dry drowning more than myself. Oh my god. So when of they course. were swimming, I was really stressed about that. Well, have you heard about this? Did this impact no. your childhood? No, not at all. I think I was too plugged into the news somehow as a child. I mean, this is what I'm kind of learning. <laughs> I just remember a couple of really like sensationalized news, online stories. And what I, so here's what I remembered before I started looking was it was always about kids. They went swimming, they had a perfect day, but maybe they had one moment where they like inhaled a little water and like <laughs> coughed, right? Little consumption. And then hours or days or like a week later, they got really sick and died. That's how the news stories presented Shit. this phenomenon. I've literally never heard of this. Amazing. I was too worried when I was the same age about like people liking me and then them not liking me. And then I quickly got over that because it was too painful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that that's what you were worrying about because this actually really messed me up. I was I was always afraid of drowning. Water makes me very uncomfortable. That's fair. The thing I say as a child of the desert is that water, bodies of water make me very nervous and not in a hydrophobic rabid way. You know, we talked about that, but I was always afraid of drowning. And so then this idea that there was like secret stealth drowning, <laughs> like that yeah. you could go swimming and everything would appear fine. And then you would just drop dead later because who among us hasn't accidentally swallowed a lung full of water in the For pool? Real up your nose this is another like classic you don't see it coming it sneaks up on you and then you're dead that's right that's right and so I was worried about myself but I was actually more worried about my siblings because I was such a fun kid and I was like I just don't you know are they paying enough attention will they know if they start to feel bad that they're dry drowning (laughs) Our parents were very attentive and responsible, but I clearly yeah. was not convinced that they had it under control. You just wanted to double check and triple check. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 
really, really fun. Did you take swim lessons as a kid? I did. Were you good at it? I yeah, I can swim. We're good. I can yeah, swim, my... but not pretty, not pretty well. I mean, I feel like at one point I was considering doing the swim team, and then that was like a fleeting thought, and I was like, no, that's stupid sports. So yeah, I can swim. I think I, have... I oh, you know what? Recovered memory. I remember being in Mimi Middle School, and we did a like we were in the pool, like the one time we were in the pool for gym class, and we did like a competition who could be the fastest and i believe i won that so oh. i can it's do really swimming pole. yeah we're a lake family too right yeah so near the big lake erie so uh, my friends were on the swim team and so they were all much stronger swimmers than i was i was certainly not qualified to i couldn't do the flip at the wall like the underwater somersault to come back mm-hmm. around that was never mm-hmm. going to happen <laughs> I was going to drown before I figured out how to invert my body like that. <laughs> so I started Googling. And the first thing I found out actually is that dry drowning and secondary drowning, and this might shock you that the media was using them when they are not, in fact, medical terms. Uh-oh. There's there's three, I held up four fingers. There's three <laughs> agreed upon medical terms for submersion injuries or or submersion events and they it's fatal drowning seems obvious non-fatal drowning with injury and non-fatal drowning without injury so drowning doesn't even necessarily mean death according to the world health organization it is the process of experiencing respiratory impairment from submersion or immersion in liquid okay you could drown in any liquid so then I kept looking and definitely when news articles and reports talk about incidents, they're going for maximum scare parents. Mm-hmm. So that's what gets the views and the clicks, right? So yep. they start with subheadings like, let's see, the condition can be hard to detect until hours or days after an incident. So it's like, gotta stay vigilant. Your kid could start drowning at any minute with it. If you've been swimming in the last 365 days. They're front-loading that stealth drowning aspect, right? Mm-hmm. So one article said it was warning about knowing the signs. I'm not opposed to knowing the signs. Awareness is good. But the sentence was, even if a child appears to be safe after a water incident, the child could still be in danger if even a small amount of water has entered the lungs. I can't see into so, a kid's lungs. How am I supposed to know? I just love safe. It, safe was in quotes. It's like yeah. no one's ever really safe. safe. One of the big instances that made the media rounds was in 2017. So a little boy in Texas was playing in water. He was standing in water. It was up to like his waist. So it wasn't super deep. Um, As we know, because of paint buckets, a baby can drown in a little bit of water. Have you not seen on the side of every paint bucket is an image of a baby like tipping into the bucket and drowning as a reminder. I mean, it's just his head is just in the water, but you can, but the reminder is that babies can drown even in a small amount of water. I really, they I'm not can. paying. I'm not paying attention to my paint buckets. Apparently, it's on like the big ones, you know, like oh. the big buckets. Sorry, not okay. paint. So, well, I mean, you might mix paint, but like the big plastic Lowe's Home Depot buckets. I don't think they're actually drowning in a little paint gallon. Okay, but so I don't know. Not encouraging kids to use the paint buckets as hats. <laughs> right, that's right. Because <laughs> only if they're empty, maybe cleaned out okay. <laughs> then you can put it on your head 
but this little boy so he tips over he just kind of like a boat comes through and he just like tips into the water face first and ostensibly inhales a little water seems fine but then a week later a full week later he dies and they named dry drowning a full week later and they named dry drowning as the cause and this one in 2017 which was i was ahead of the curve this was after i was worried about it but in 2017 this made the rounds and really freaked people out understandably Hmm. right yeah because again kids are clumsy they're always tipping over in water when they're in the water not when they're not in the water I also found out dry and secondary drowning are not the same thing. Oh. But also they're not medical terms. So really who's to say? Probably news stories just call things whatever they want. But in general, dry drowning is when water doesn't actually get into the lungs. So that's why they call it dry drowning. Because when they look, there's no water in the lungs. What happens is it makes, you breathe it in, it makes your vocal cord spasm, a laryngospasm, and then it closes up the airway. And then you have a severe, if it's severe and it's not resolved, then you, you have cardiac arrest because you're not getting enough oxygen. Oh, but then there's no actual, like if they did an autopsy, there wouldn't be any water in the lungs. Secondary drowning is this idea that water gets into the lungs, irritates the lining, causes fluid buildup, which is called a pulmonary edema. And then, uh, when you take a breath, your lungs are supposed to fill with air. But instead, if you have pulmonary edema, they fill with fluid and mm. then oxygen from the air can't get from your lungs into your blood where it's needed. Mm. But the truth is that both of these things are unlikely to happen days or weeks later. It's going to be okay. pretty immediate. You're going to notice that your kid is having breathing issues right away, might get worse over 24 hours, and then you should take them to the doctor. And if you take them to the doctor, they're likely going to be fine. Symptoms are probably relatively mild. They might improve on their own. And if they don't, just go to the doctor. Symptoms are coughing, t- breathing really fast or appearing to breathe really fast because they're trying to take in a lot of air nausea headaches they might actually get really sleepy because carbon dioxide builds up and what's interesting is if you for any reason are responsible for a child that you need to take for breathing and water don't take them to the pediatrician's office take them to the emergency room because they're gonna have to get a chest x-ray oh so megan martin is a pediatric emergency doctor and she has a TikTok. I love to cite TikToks. It makes me feel like a real professional. But on her TikTok, she demystifies medical terms without okay. fear mongering, right? So she said in May, quote, dry drowning is not real. It's a myth that has been propagated by the media since 2017. The story was of a four-year-old boy who died in Texas a week after playing in water that was about knee high. It has been subsequently documented that he actually died of an unrelated heart condition. I was going to come back to him because I was like, well, what happened? Yeah. So he had myocarditis. So apparently uh, one of the, and I, I was like, I guess I probably shouldn't just take this TikTok doctor's word for it. So I actually found several places that said, yeah, he died of a heart issue. And one of the things that happened is that in the initial coverage, it was attributed to dry drowning. One place said that a paramedic who treated the boy said it was uh-huh. as a result of dry drowning before the autopsy was completed. Like they didn't actually know when it was concluded, they figured out he died of this heart issue, but it was too late. Well, the story had run amok. Dry drowning is much more interesting. Slate says, 
I know. Slate says, in fact, every case of death attributed to delayed dry drowning was later found to have a different cause, underlying conditions, pneumonia, etc. But dry drowning was already firmly planted in the public consciousness. Mm. So what do we really have to be afraid of? Media, fear-mongering run rampant. No, everything I looked at said, your kids are going to come up coughing and sputtering. Yeah. It's going to be obvious. They're going to be in distress. And even if it develops later, it's going to be within six to eight hours. And most people are probably going to be like, we just went swimming as opposed to a week later. Yeah. And it could be anything. Even secondary drowning where the fluid building up, that's going to be 24 hours. But Dr. Martin and other doctors are all quick to point out that drowning is a real concern. So don't miss the point that you should be paying attention to your kids in the swimming pool. Yeah, like be very vigilant. I mean, they're more likely to just straight up drown. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, She said there's a rare subset of people who have symptoms seem fine, worsen over the next six to eight hours and then seek medical help. But stop losing sleep over dry drowning and just know that it would require drowning. Just worry about drowning. It would require (laughs) inhaling a lot of water. Um, if, if there's a known submersion, another pediatric emergency doctor said, if there's a known submersion and the child is fine after the event, they'll either stay fine or develop symptoms within two to three hours. Drowning deaths don't occur days or weeks later. So drowning is not lurking in your body waiting to take you out. Okay. Okay. Great. Cross that off my list. Check. (laughs) But just regular drowning. Right definitely can take you out so that's right johnny we're gonna come back to it in a little while but the second way that the second weird way that water can kill you is water intoxication oh this is what you were talking about earlier (laughs) you might also hear it called water poisoning hyperhydration overhydration or water toxemia i always have two drinks We love liquids over here. (laughs) We love liquids. I drink a lot of water. So this has been stressful to me over the last couple of weeks because I don't know if you saw in the news recently, a couple of weeks ago, Ashley Summer over the 4th of July weekend died of water intoxication. She was a 35-year-old mother. Uh, She lived in Indiana and they spent 4th of July weekend boating, you know, actively dehydrating themselves. Mm -hmm. And then she got home. She wasn't feeling that great. She had a headache. And so Tuesday of the following week, she drank a ton of water, including four bottles that were like 16 ounces each in less than 30 minutes at one point. Right. You have to consider that's a really uncomfortable amount of water. It was about 64 64 ounces of water. That's a... Which is half a gallon. That's a lot. It's a two liter bottle of pop worth Jesus. of water in 30 minutes no okay I feel better I can't I can't manage that it just feels uncomfortable right I uh-huh. mean your stomach's gonna start to just be full of water even if you're dehydrated things are gonna be gurgling mm-hmm. and then she passed away she did she died later that day of water intoxication in 2005 a fraternity pledge died in a hazing incident they had pledges down in the basement water as soon as 
any sort of society said to me, come down into the basement, I'd be immediately out. I'm not even doing anything yet. They're just like, this is the location. You're like, that doesn't work for me. That's not good for me. (laughs) What good thing has, unless they're like, it's a finished basement game room. Yeah. See, this is when I think- movie theater. When I think of water killing you, I think of this fraternity. Yeah. Yeah. So they were not only making them chug water, they were actually doing all sorts of terrible, they had them doing, you know, exercises, physical exertion. They were they were hazing them fully down there. And part of it involved drinking out of a five gallon jug that they kept refilling. So it's kind of like when you go for bottomless mimosas and some places they will just bring you a whole new mimosa every time, right? You finish it and you get a new one, you finish it. Some places just walk around with a pitcher of mimosa, topping your glass off, making it impossible to identify how much mimosa you have consumed. And that's when it gets dangerous. And that's when it gets dangerous (laughs) with water and mimosas. In 2007, a woman named Jennifer Strange competed with 17 other people in a contest sponsored by a radio station. The contest was called Hold Your We for a We. It pains me to say that out loud, but what you, the goal was people had to see who could drink the most water without going to the bathroom and the winner won a Nintendo Wii. I hate this country. Did this happen in this country? No, I don't have. Maybe I just hate people. Let's make it more broad. <laughs> I hate people. <laughs> God damn it. Well, and it gets worse because so there's 18 of them. She drank almost two gallons of water in over three hours, which is so a gallon of water is what? 128 ounces. So the so she was drinking it... close to 300 ounces of water in just over three hours what's your question yes so you have to not only drink the most but also hold it the longest right i would do the long game i like how i'm like i hate everything about this but i'm also strategizing like i would do the like you know what's that one child story with the turtle and the whatever the hair the tortoise and the hair what's that one story with the tortoise and the hair (laughs) that's it you just like Keep drinking, but go slower. So I assume that the way it worked was if you went to the bathroom, you were completely disqualified. So right. it was ever who could both stay in and drink the most water. You know what? I've teachers. Teachers could do this challenge. We never get to go to the bathroom. I could do this. It does feel like an innocuous thing, right? You're just uh-huh. drinking water. Although it's so uncomfortable to really have to go to the bathroom and not be able to go. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, no, I would Distractingly panic. Distractingly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been on a flight and realized after they turned the seatbelt sign on to land that you were in trouble? Um, I can do one worse. What, the worst ever, ever. I was in Ireland. We were, we had just finished like this really long hike. We were in a pub. We were waiting for the bus to pick us up. And so it was like late. So we were like, yeah, let's get another drink. And then suddenly the bus is here. We got to go, go, go. So I'm on the bus. It's probably like a 45 minute drive. No bathroom on the bus. I am in pain. Yeah. Like I am 
moments away from being like, you have to pull this over so I can go pee in a bush. I made it out. It was the most pain. Yeah, that was the worst one. That's terrible. Yeah, I was on a flight. I was a kid. So this scarred me so badly (laughs) that like 20 years later, I remember it. Oh, no. And they turned the seatbelt sign on, kind of had to go to the bathroom. But then we hit turbulence. And so the plane had to circle the airport like three times. And they never turned the seatbelt light off. And I am like crying. Other people are throwing up around me because the turbulence was so bad. I'm just trying not to pee my pants on an airplane. So anyway, I made it, but it was tough sledding there. But this contest, not for me. No, never. So Jennifer drinks two gallons of water, nearly two gallons of water in three hours. So much. You can actually hear her complaining of pain to the DJs. She's talking about how it hurts. The DJs are like, haha, it looks like you're pregnant. Like she's, her belly's distended from all of this water. I was about to like do like, what did I think the DJs would say? It's going to get worse. But you have it right there. And that's awful. Would you like to do any more speculating about what the DJs will say before I tell you some horrible things the DJs No, because you know what? Whatever they say, it's probably worse than what I'm going to think. I have some other questions, though, because in my understanding, radio station studios aren't that big. They had 18 people in there with them drinking water. It's a lot of people. So she comes in second, which truly insane to me. She doesn't even come in first. Someone came in first. She comes in second. Someone drank more than that? Yes. She comes in second. She wins a pair of concert tickets. Oh, my God. To what? I don't know. It was, Taylor Swift. it was 2007 so maybe like the black eyed peas not worth it she goes home she's feeling really rough hours later she dies in 2009 her family won a 16 and a half million dollar wrongful death lawsuit against the radio station her husband says the radio station had the information months in advance that this could cause harm And in fact, while it was happening, people were calling into the station and telling Uh them that these people could get sick. A listener named Eva Brooks called and said, those people that are drinking all that water can get sick and possibly die from water intoxication, to which the DJs replied they were, quote, aware of that. And contestants had signed a release, so we're not responsible. (laughs) Oh, my uh yeah the family's lawyer said those cautionary calls were not passed on to contestants and that in fact the water they were given was doubled halfway throughout the contest also in my mind these djs are like the douche from parks and rec like that's crazy i ran the douche yeah it was yeah, a man yeah. and a woman but everything else about them was that yes that's, I, that's really what good i'm example. picturing in fact DJs even joked on air about whether you could die from what they were doing. Like, oh, a, wouldn't it be a, so funny? As a goofy joke. And Good one of joke. them said, quote, maybe we should have researched. Do you think that, like, these people went home after this and, like, really took some time to reflect and grow and, like, feel remorse? Or do you think they're just, like, still being, like, fucking assholes? I don't know, because the instinct would be to put up a defense mechanism and continue to, because otherwise you really would have to reckon with the fact that you were part of that. Not that you were, you know, 
responsible, like fully responsible, but definitely that you played a part in a person you dying for your stupid content. Yeah. Um, one of the jurors who awarded the family the money claimed that said that the contest was supposed to go to legal and it never went to legal, which mm. is part of the reason that they were able to win the wrongful death lawsuit against like the radio station as a whole. After the incident, 10 people were fired. This okay. is be- this is before the lawsuit. Like in 2007, after oh. she died, 10 people were fired. Okay. Super tragic because it is just such a stupid thing that you think, how hard can it be? I'll sign up, drink a lot of water, maybe win something. It reminds me of those. Remember when people used to do like car contests and they'd have to like touch Hands the on a hot body? Yeah. Those what are, is what 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 are we seem, doing? Those seem less dangerous. Yeah, you just gotta stand. I could I do guess that. If one. it was hot, people could have a. I don't know. I feel like ours were always in the mall. Oh, they were inside. Or I'm misremembering. No, you could be right. I think I would just get like distracted and lazy and accidentally stop touching the car. That. I would like trip somehow, even though I'm standing and then fall. <laughs> I would be leaning on it and my hand would just slide off the car and I would fall <laughs> on the ground and smash my, break my nose and not win a car. <laughs> Sad insult to injury. Late last month, TikTok user Michelle Fairborn posted a video where she said she was doing something called the, it was called the 75 hard challenge, which is one of those super extreme exercise and water drinking challenges. She was supposed to be drinking like a gallon a day. Okay. And she was feeling really bad. So she went to the doctor and they said she was severely sodium deficient. So she had to go to the hospital. And in that video, she's like, I'm still going to do the challenge, just not the water part. And then she, in a later video, I spent way more time on TikTok for this one than I expected for. (laughs) And since I still refuse to actually give TikTok my information, it's all just watching TikToks in a glitchy browser window, (laughs) trying to get them to play. And they're like, you sure you don't want the app? You sure? I'm like, yes. (laughs) So she said, she showed like the notification that you get in the app if you don't complete the day. And it's so aggressive. It's like, we saw you didn't finish all your challenges yesterday. So either you forgot to mark something off or you let that little bitch voice in your head win. And then you either- Did it really say that? Yeah. Yeah. You think I came up with that? No, it said that. And then the it That's was like, crazy. click that you marked it off or click I failed. And she was like, I didn't fail. I was in the hospital. So that's a whole other toxic thing that's happening there with that oh, kind no. of like push through the pain, even if the pain is your body giving you a necessary warning. Yeah, like maybe listen to the pain and then like adjust. She also said, and this is probably important, that the day before she went to the hospital, she was kind of behind on her water intake intake. So she really had to guzzle the second half gallon right before bed. So it wasn't spaced. Mm-hmm. She was drinking. Also, if you guzzled half a gallon right before bed, how many times in the next three hours are you waking up to go to the bathroom? At least three. <laughs> Please, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What a restful night of sleep. What is happening? Just constantly. <laughs> oh. So what is it? How is the water killing people? Please. I need Maybe. to know. 
when you drink too much water, your kidneys can't get rid of the excess water and you become sodium deficient because the sodium content in your blood is diluted. Mm -hmm. And then, so the kidneys can't flush it out. The blood essentially becomes waterlogged. You become sodium deficient. And then what happens is it's drawn to the regions where the concentration of salt and other substances is higher. So the excess water leaves the blood because it's like seeking out that sodium and it enters the cells and the cells swell up like balloons. And that's why the bloating They have to accommodate it. I assume that's part of it. Okay. A lot of, most of our cells are encased in other stuff and they have a little bit of room to expand without causing major issues, but your brain cells don't have room to swell. There's no margin of error for swelling. So your brain cells are swelling from water. Yes. That sounds comfy. No. So that's what happens. The sodium deficiency causes it to seek out other spaces. It leaves the blood. It goes into your cells. Your brain cells swell. Once our brain cells swell, we're in trouble. We just don't have, there's nowhere for it to go. There's no space. This is really, water is one of those prime examples that it's the dose that makes the poison. Even water's out to get you if you have enough of it. I think anything could kill you, really, if you have enough. Sleep? Can you sleep yourself to death? I'll I'll go try. I mean, I guess you could, because you would not be eating and drinking. So you would just wither away. Yeah. It can also happen specifically if people are exercising really hard and then drinking a ton of water without replenishing electrolytes and stuff. So marathon runners, uh, most cases of water poisoning do not result from simply drinking too much water, says Joseph Verbalis, chairman of medicine at Georgetown Medical Center. He says it's a combination of excessive fluid intake and increased secretion of vasopressin, which is also called the antidiuretic hormone. Uh, It's secreted into the bloodstream. And it tells the kidneys to conserve water. And when you're physically stressed, the secretion increases. So it tells the kidneys to conserve more water. So like during a marathon, your body's physically stressed. That hormone is going to release and tell the kidneys to hang on to the water. But then that person may be drinking excessive quantities. So not only are they taking in more water than normal, their kidneys are actually hanging on to it. So they're not flushing out as much. And so that's why not only are athlete can athletes be more susceptible to it just because they might be drinking a lot of water and sweating a lot, but also because their body is actually telling their kidneys to hang on to water, which, you know what this tells me Mm. running isn't natural. I was about to say, don't ever do a marathon. Like this is what I'm taking away. What are we doing? Running forces our body into a space where it's like, gotta hang on to water. Something physically (laughs) stressful is happening. What are we doing guys? But it is counterintuitive because you think if I'm working out really hard, I need to be drinking a lot of water. I need to be replenishing. That's why athletes are using electrolytes specifically, Mm. you know, Gatorade stuff that's putting some of that sodium back in. Interesting. It also can happen with military training for the same reasons. And there is a type of torture called water cure. This is not waterboarding, which is just supposed to make you feel like you're drowning. Mm-hmm. Water cure has been around since probably at least the 15th century. Okay. Because, you know, humans are just evil. 
we're really resourceful. And so we will come up, we'll use whatever we have at hand to torture the people around us. Like, uh, hmm, what can I use? What do we have right around here? So with water cure, the victim has their mouth forced open or wedged open. Uh, the nose is closed with pincers. And then a funnel or a strip of cloth is forced down the throat. No. And so the victim has to drink all of the water or other horrible liquid poured that the people are pouring into the funnel to avoid drowning. The stomach fills until it's near bursting. And then sometimes they will beat them until they vomit and then start the process again. I actually read one account during World War II uh, at the Japanese prison camps. They used water cure and then they would jump on the stomach of the victim too. I hate humans so much. Like, what the fuck? So like by any liquid, my immediately thought was like what kids would do. Like, put some ketchup in there. Put some like garlic. No, the, the examples that I oh god were on the Wikipedia page were bile and urine. So, I mean, fifteenth okay, century torture. They probably couldn't. They probably didn't have water. Okay, you have to remember that torture also involves like pulling out teeth, pulling off fingernails, stretching people out until they feel like they're going to come apart. It's all bad. I really like modern civilization a lot. It makes me grateful, even though, you know, a lot of the time I feel existential dread about everything. We talked about that came out last week with the Egyptian curses, too, where people were really just like cutting their finger and dying of a blood infection. And we were like, how nice yeah. that we do a lot less of that now. I yeah. really like that. Another thing that can happen, people can also suffer from water intoxication if they have psychogenic polydipsia, which is where you just feel thirsty persistently. So one of the things I'm going to say a bunch later is drink when you're thirsty, but if you always feel thirsty and I'm like, is that me? I know. Now I'm like, really now my mouth feels like I'm like, do I need water right now or do I not? I actually have to tell you that when I was researching this episode, I went back and forth between not being able to breathe when I was <laughs> reading about dry drowning and trying to figure out if I was thirsty or dying during the water. I All I wanted to do was drink. For some reason, reading about water intoxication made me just want to drink tons of water. That's so funny. So uh, the symptoms are kind of vague also, which makes it easy to misdiagnose. The symptoms are things like nausea, vomiting, confusion, altered mental state, disorientation, and then eventually seizures, coma, and death because of all the swelling in your brain. Oh, my God. According to the U.S. National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, they said for men, about 15 and a half cups of fluid is adequate and for a day, and for women, about 11 and a half cups of fluid. This includes water, but I'm it also- converting it into ounces in my oh, head. What would that be? 11, it's eight ounces in a cup, right? So 88, and then another half, like 92 ounces. Okay. Um, it includes, it also includes though other beverages and food. We actually get about 20% of our daily fluid intake from the stuff we eat. Mm, right. Because 92 ounces is a lot of liquid. I'm definitely not doing that. And this is mostly for healthy adult 
the rule of thumb primarily for healthy adults is to drink when you're thirsty to stay hydrated. Some things like if you're exercising your environment, I live at high altitude. It's actually easier to get dehydrated, especially if Mm -hmm. you are visiting, like if you come here, you might get altitude sickness. And part of that is dehydration. And then other health issues might change the amount of water you can or can't drink. Our friend on the 75 hard was supposed to drink no more than 30 ounces a day for a while. Hmm. And also in babies, babies who are under a year, but especially the first nine months, really, you shouldn't give them water. They get Hmm. all the fluids they need from breast milk or formula. Their little body is just not ready to flush out the, to process water yet, really. So even if for some reason you feel like you have to give your baby water, you're only supposed to give them like two or three ounces at a time. And I assume that a doctor would tell you that you shouldn't just decide your baby looks thirsty. So let's look really quick. We'll take it back in some, how anxious should we actually be about both of these things? Walk it back to dry drowning. I already played my hand on this, but just as a note, According to pediatrician, Dr. James Orlowski, dry and secondary drowning makes up one to 2% of all drownings. And we know now that that really means it happens shortly after the event. However, drowning is, according to the CDC, the most common cause of unintentional death in children between ages one and four, and the second leading cause of death in children between ages five and 14. So be vigilant, but mostly just in the water, pay attention general water safety. Dryer secondary drowning is probably not a separate worry, although it is interesting to know, well, it's more likely in kids, you should probably maybe not swim after you've been drinking. Mm, Yeah, makes sense. Dr. Joan Thode said, unfortunately, a lot of misinformation about the idea of dry drowning has been shared on social media, causing confusion. Put plainly, there's no such thing as dry drowning. Water is aspirated only if a child is unconscious or underwater for a significant amount of time. Kids who go swimming and play normally without needing to be pulled from the bottom of a pool or having a major persistent choking or coughing episode will not be at risk for later death because water has not been aspirated. What about water intoxication? Water is really important. The takeaway here is don't stop drink water. Don't stop drinking water. The takeaway is not stop drinking water. (laughs) Uh, Our bodies, just like we talked about during detox, our bodies do a pretty good job at regulating water content. If all of your organs are working the way they're supposed to, they do a pretty good job of filtering that out. Water intoxication is pretty rare, but don't drink way more for a stupid challenge. No, a wee is not worth it. I know. Drink when you're thirsty, pace yourself. If you're really feeling like you can't get enough water, incorporate some Gatorade, some electrolytes. They won't completely eliminate the possibility of still kind of waterlogging yourself, but it at least is replenishing a little bit of what you're taking out. It's important to remember that the gal drank half a gallon right before bed. So it is also important to drink throughout the day rather than guzzling all at once. Your kidneys sort of baseline can remove about a liter of water an hour. So- Hmm. Uh, Dr. Stephanie Widmer, an ABC News medical contributor who's a emergency medicine physician and medical toxicologist, said the key is spacing it throughout the day. The general recommendation is two liters of water per day on average per person throughout the day. So. Okay. There you, there you have it. Weird ways water can kill you. I love it. 
now my answer or my question has finally been answered i'm not gonna die from drinking too much water probably i am not liable for any medical advice you choose to take from anything i said (laughs) you signed a waiver i'm not responsible that's right (laughs) what is making you anxious this week school started and so like I always feel like I'm I've planned enough like I'm like oh I'm gonna get my shit together and I'm gonna plan ahead and I'm gonna be relaxed and I'm definitely more it's better than last year last year we started it with a strike and I had like a week like it was it was a mess so it's definitely an improvement but every day I'm just like fluttering around like a little hummingbird stressed out like I got to do all these things. And then you're like, I, this isn't going to happen. What do I need to do right now? Um, so there's like that. And then there's our middle school has finally entered. I mean, I think this is like a standard thing literally everywhere else where middle school is sixth through eighth, but they've only done seventh and eighth forever. So now they're switching it this year. And for some reason, the district is not based on the number of kids who are enrolled, they're not like staffing for that number. They're going to wait and see how many kids show up and then they're going to staff it. So like I have in three of my five classes over 30 kids, I'm supposed to have 28 or lower. And so I'm having like 32, 33, 35. They're not showing up. Like I haven't gotten over 30, but like it's a lot of bodies in a room and yeah it's just very stressful well it's so (laughs) weird too because I didn't know that public schools could just like write students off in the first two weeks of class I thought that they had to I thought it was like those kids had to be enrolled in that yeah I don't understand I thought it was like I heard it was 20 days so I don't know what they're doing because now they're like withdrawing kids who haven't shown up in the first three days and I'm like I think they're going to end up coming back, but sure. They were allowed to do that. Yeah. It's very confusing and annoying. And yeah, they're just like, just make sure you have a chair for them. It's okay if they don't have a desk. What? This is so fucking stupid. So I'm going to get paid for every kid that is over my, like what I'm supposed to have, which is going to be good. But um, in one of my classes, one of the biggest one, that was supposed to be 35. It's the worst one right now. Um, and they, they're just like a lot of, there are a lot of boys. There are a lot of annoying personalities. And I'm sure if they were in separate classes, we'd be fine. But when they're all together, they're the worst. We started the class yesterday with a kid. They have, this is a big thing last year. They had this like chip that was like the spiciest chip in the world and so you they'd break it off and they'd take a piece and we literally had to tell them last year like we don't want to see like you cannot bring it to school so this kid has one and i'm like you are not supposed to have that and i'm going to tell you right now if you eat that and you have to leave to go get water i'm not going to let you i was like don't fuck with me but and so he took it and he's like guzzling water eventually i do let him get more water but He's also a kid that, like, talks all the time, so it's kind of nice to have him just, like, be fucking quiet. (laughs) So that's how we started, and then, so this is happening, kids are watching him fucking eating this chip, 
And I'm like, this is the worst. Then a kid at his desk says that he has a Glock in his bag. Oh my gosh. And he immediately says, I I look at him and he's like, it's a joke. And immediately I'm like, call the office. I'm like, hi, I have a kid who said this. You need to come and get him and go check. And like the the like the panic that like immediately enters your body, even though I'm like I'm pretty sure it's probably nothing, but I'm like, what the actual fuck? What is wrong right. with these kids? So that was um, the first week. It's just like, and I hate not knowing the kids' names. A lot of my control comes from like calling them out. Yeah, and if I don't know there. their names, I know. But yeah, that's mine. What about you? Let's see. I am uh, taking my car on a road trip next week and that's good. But the thing that's funny about it that makes me anxious is that I I have a pretty nice car now and I service fairly regularly and it works fine. But I always get anxious that when I have to drive it any distance that this is going to be the time that it just leaves me stranded somewhere. Part of that (laughs) is because for a lot of years, I drove a car, a lot of years, a number of years, I drove a car that was not ideal. And eventually the radiator started leaking antifreeze is that where you put antifreeze in the radiator i think so Mm. and so it would over it would overheat and so i would have to drive from minnesota to new mexico with the jugs of antifreeze in my hatch so that i could stop fill it up overnight and so you know i have some i'm like have some car breaking down on the side of the Mm -hmm. road anxiety around that based on actual past experience even though it's a different car yeah so um yeah that makes sense my car's really old so I'm increasingly thinking about like is she gonna let me down (laughs) I've had your car for a long time I know I think I need to get a new one soon the end of an era I know I love her so much what's bringing you joy this week so even though like school's chaotic and stuff generally i feel like there's a good energy in our school right now like the teachers uh like last year we started and i heard teachers talk to kids in such a like immediately in such a problematic and like Mm. disrespectful way and i'm hearing people like be so patient with them and like be like good people um and like our administrators last year were a fucking hot mess. We have a new one this year. And so far, it's automatically better. Like, they're listening to what we want. They're, it's just, it's it's much better. It's definitely not perfect. But they're listening. And it's just definitely an improvement. And then I have a new co-teacher that I'm in love with. She gave me eggs from her chickens like she's bakes a lot so I get cookies like I love her and then my other like social studies person that we work closely with I was saying to him how like I feel so much dread about this like class of 35 because it was the first day and he was like well it's my plan period so if you need help let me know I was like okay I'll call you so it's just like nice to it was nice because especially last year, like, I was new. I didn't know anyone. Now it's like I know people. They know me. It feels like we're a good team. So, yeah, I'm generally feeling okay about the year. That's awesome. Even though inside I'm chaos. I do think that strike just set everybody off on the wrong weird foot 
kids and teachers alike and through the whole year out of whack immediately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah that's fair what is uh bringing my joy from yeah so i read uh mine's just a book recommend not just mine is a book recommendation this week i read the undertaking of heart and mercy by megan bannon it is a sort of uh dark but also whimsical romance it's a fantasy which i don't read a lot of but it was fun uh there wasn't a ton of world building it's in a world kind of like ours but as you read you see that it's different heart is a demigod marshall and mercy is an undertaker and it is uh it's got shades of you've got mail there's kind of like a mystery in there it Ooh. was really sweet and okay. a fun cast of characters an easy read and i liked okay. it a lot i might have to add that to my list that sounds really fun good. i think you might like it Cool. All right. The world can be a scary place. Don't forget to take a deep breath. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore anxiety pod. We'll talk to you next week.